two words to describe both Dallas Jenkins and The Chosen Show are innovative and intriguing. I love the way Dallas and The Chosen Show are reaching the masses for Jesus. Dallas and his team are doing a new thing with The Chosen. In order to reach the world in a new way, both innovation and intrigue are a must. You're gonna love this conversation. Here we go. Today's show, we have Dallas Jenkins. He's known as the creator, director, producer of The Chosen. I think pretty much everybody knows what it is by now. I feel like everybody does because <laughs> I'm so. such a huge fan. Um, we're here at NRB 2021 live. And so if you hear background noise, that is what we're doing. There's a lot of people moving out and about, which is wonderful. There's well, a lot I actually of... Bring, I actually bring a band with me everywhere I go. Oh, you do? So they perform. And to make the, sure that everything I yeah. say sounds better. So that's, yeah, why you, that's, good. that's why you're hearing good all that Good songs, great, good. great selection. Yeah. So I just want to like start from the beginning because I love The Chosen. Um, I've watched a ton of it. I feel like, you know, everybody's telling you that, right? We all love The Chosen. Awesome. And um, so what I love about it is that it's so visual. I love that when I'm reading scripture, I can think, oh, that's what Peter looks like. And that's <laughs> where they were or whoever it was. How did you figure this out. How did you get started? Well, I think it actually goes back to when I was growing up. When I was sitting in Sunday school and we'd hear these stories and they're on flanograph or, you know, and everything was, in, <laughs> everything was white, everything was clean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then Jesus talked to this person and then Jesus healed this person. And I never got to know more. There yeah. wasn't any context to it. It was just these yeah. really simple stories. And my dad is an author. My dad wrote the Left Behind books. Yeah. Famous Jerry Jenkins. And he was a storyteller. And we started, even when I was a kid, going, what would it have been like to sit around a campfire with Jesus? Yes. And all the Jesus movies and miniseries that I ever watched, this is kind of a boring Jesus. Like, he's stiff. He's formal. He's emotionally distant. He's yeah. typically a white guy yeah. who's speaking King James English. I'm like, I don't know. There's just something lacking. Right. There's an emotional component that's missing. Right. And the Gospels weren't written to be a TV show. They were meant to be... Jesus's greatest hits right. so that you could, you know, see that he's the son of God and the Messiah. TV shows a little different. So for me, I think this, this show is as much a response to my upbringing. You develop the characters. It isn't just what is said in scripture. It is not just what is in the Bible that people talk about in the show. You took a huge risk. Yeah. In my opinion, that was a huge risk because you could have huge criticisms by well, that isn't in the Bible. So how did you decide to do that? Well, I do have huge criticisms every day. I mean, I've been called a false teacher or a heretic every day for the last two years publicly. Uh, that's not the problem. I don't, that doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Yeah. Um, the decision was made early on uh, when I first came up with the idea for the show was we're going to explore the characters, we're going to explore the backstories. It started with my church. I started doing short films for my church's Good Friday services or yeah. Christmas services where we would take... Um, stories from the Gospels, usually centered around Jesus's crucifixion. Uh, and it was like, what have I never seen before? Yeah. So for example, um, I did a short film about seven years ago 
based on the crucifixion, but from the perspective of the two thieves. Yeah. So I explored the backstory of the two thieves on the cross, and most of it I imagined, I came up with yeah. on my own. All rooted in scripture, all yeah. rooted in um, a desire to never contradict the principles, the intentions of Jesus or the gospels. Yeah. But people really responded well to it. It seemed to illuminate for them the scriptures and the yeah. stories of Jesus. It's like, and then he went and did this, and then he went and did this. And there's, it's, it's hard to follow sometimes. And sometimes you're like, am I missing something? And well, right. what does a good sermon do? Right. A pastor gets up and he gives you the context. He goes, okay, here's what this would have been like. You got to put yourself in that situation. So I decided that's what I want to do. I want to put people there. Yeah. I want to put them in those moments. And let's imagine what it could have been like. And I think when we tell people that, um, and that we're not meant to be a replacement for the Bible. No. They, may, they feel a little bit better, but there are some people who are like, well, no, some people are going to confuse things. And all I can tell you is we've never heard from anyone who said, yeah. now I don't need to read the Bible because I have the show. It's always, I want to read the Bible more. And when they come back to it, they go, yeah. oh. And that's what I do. So, okay, I, I watch and then I'm like, wait, where is that in the Bible? I, right. go, I literally Google and be like, try to figure out where is that in the scripture and I'll go read it. Right. And it's I'm sure so I'm sure you found moments where you you thought, um, okay, this is in the Bible. Right. I know that. Yes. And this isn't. And then you look in the Bible and you're like, oh wait a minute, that actually was in the Bible because we forget <laughs> that, things. That's happened twice to yeah, me. Where you're like, I didn't know that was in yeah, there. Yeah, I've really studied. Okay, the other thing I really love that you do is you. Um, do a lot of impromptu video on YouTube. I don't know where else you put it, um, but you do a lot of that where you post. And so people who just have an in, um, interest in film, you really talk a lot about that. But the other thing that I thought was really cool was you, um, you came on one time and you were fired up. And I was like, dang, I like this Dallas Jenkins. This is good. Um, and you were fired up because somebody was criticizing how Mary Magdalene, how more, more could somebody, she, multiple people, yeah. how could she go back to her old ways after she was following Jesus? Talk about that because I love it. So episode five of season two has probably, well, not probably, it's been our most controversial episode. There's a few things in there that some people just weren't either some people, not all, most people love the show, but Loved we're it. comfortable with. They, uh, there's a conversation between John the Baptist and Jesus where they just thought, oh, they're, they're kind of bickering a little bit. John the Baptist is questioning some of Jesus. Yep. I don't think he ever questioned Jesus. Well, then we point in the scriptures to where uh, John the Baptist actually I think did. we do that. Well, yes, and John the Baptist wasn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. And John the Baptist from prison said, uh, is Jesus really the Messiah? He was actually questioning it because yeah. he was frustrated. Yeah. Um, there's another part where we see Jesus preparing for a sermon. and People were offended by that because they thought Jesus would have never needed to prepare for a sermon. All fine, all debatable things that I'm sure. perfectly willing to accept. The thing that got me upset, though, was yeah. people were saying, you show Mary relapsing. She goes back to her old life here in this episode. That wouldn't happen. She's been redeemed. Jesus healed her. She would never do this. And I didn't get defensive of the show. I got defensive of the gospel. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute here. Thank you. Um, we never uh, lose our need for a savior on this side of eternity. And as Paul talked about all the time, I mean, Paul did a whole a section of scripture saying, I sin all the time. Yeah. I, what I want to do, I don't do. What yeah. I don't want to do, I end up doing. And he talked about, I'm the chief of sinners. Chief he center, wasn't speaking right? past tense. Right. He spoke in present tense. Yeah, yeah. So this notion that once you meet Jesus, yeah. you're, uh, you, you don't sin again, or, or at least even go back to some of your struggles. I wanted to get... Uh, I was doing a Facebook Live and I was taking questions and I got to start getting fired up. And I, st I, I turned into a preacher for a second. I, and, I and, loved it. And, and when I finished it, my staff, my social media team who were watching it and there to comment, they all were sharing how moved they were by it yeah. and how much it meant to them personally. Yeah. 
And I thought, oh, maybe there's something there. So we thought, let's just take that section about Mary Magdalene and put it out on social media. And, and it just really resonated with people. It's become one of our most viewed and engaged with videos. Yeah. And I think there's so many people who've struggled. And I think this is important to talk about even, you know, because again, I'm on a show called <laughs> Women of Faith. Um, I think especially women who've experienced trauma, yeah. uh, who've experienced assault uh, and have gone into shame spirals. Uh, the assault wasn't their fault. The victimization wasn't their fault. The trauma wasn't their fault. But oftentimes that results in sin, it right. results in addiction, it results right. in vices. And I think women end up feeling shame about that. And uh, I was hearing from so many women who were saying, thank you, yep. because I experienced the kind of trauma Mary did. And when I went back to my old ways at times, like when I struggled right. with whether it was addiction or any kind of vice, I felt so much shame. And I thought, well, I guess I blew it. I guess yeah. God can't love me because of this. Thank you for showing yep. that even the heroes of our faith yep. struggle. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for a relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. Okay, so I love that you want to defend your God. Like, you get fired up. Like, do not go back and say, oh, now I'm walking with Jesus. I got it all figured out. I mean, why would anybody want to walk with Jesus? Like, we all feel like failures if that's what— You have to know it's not because you've arrived and now you can walk alongside Him. Yeah. It's, I will never arrive. I need you here the whole time. Right. And I, sometimes I'm going to struggle. And hopefully over time— the the periods of time in between your struggles will increase. Yeah. The quickness with which you recover will increase. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, I don't want to give spoilers away, but we know where the story ends with Mary Magdalene. She's, she's there at the yeah. crucifixion and yeah. the resurrection. So I'm not giving anything yeah. away to say she comes back and this yeah. this works out. But we, we had to show that once you start following Jesus, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Right. And I think that that's the power of watching this. It's so good. So um, how do you watch it? Tell our, our audience if they oh, haven't watched that. I thought how, you were asking me how I watch it. I'm like, well, <laughs> how, I watch do it a lot our, of times. how does our audience watch this? Like, what's the best way to, to yeah. support you? So the best way to watch the show is to recognize we're not on the traditional streaming services. We're doing this all outside the system. Uh, there's no TV network that's writing us a big check for the next seven seasons. We're doing it all outside the system. And that means our fans and our viewers actually yeah. are the ones who keep us going. So we exist on our own app. So if you go to wherever you get your apps, if you've got an Android, you're going to Google Play. If you've got an iPhone, you're going to the App Store. You look up The Chosen. We've got the perfect name for our app. It's called The Chosen. Yep. We came up with that. We, we thought we were really smart to come up with a name for The Chosen <laughs> uh, for the app. And so uh, you download the app. It takes less than a minute. It's totally free. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't need to give your email address. And then you're thinking, well, I don't want to watch a show on my phone. We agree with you. Well, our partners at Angel Studios, our distribution partners, invented technology that allows you to connect directly to your streaming device from your phone with the app. So 
Roku, Apple TV, Fire Stick, yeah. Chromecast. You can be watching directly on your big TV from your phone, free and easy. You don't have to subscribe to anything. I could go to your house and dial up your Roku and I could be connecting yeah. my phone to your Roku. Yeah. I could hijack it and we could be watching The Chosen. And so because it's free, it requires nothing of you. Yeah. Uh, we do say to people, look, if you can't afford to or if you don't feel compelled to, don't. Watch right. the free show. Yeah. But if you want to keep this free for other people, yeah. if you want us to keep making episodes and seasons, pay it forward. Yeah. And we've got people uh, who do that every day. And I think it's great. You have merch. Well, yeah, I'm wearing my Against the Current shirt. This is the yep. logo of the show. It's 13 teal fish yep. all going against the current. That's Jesus and the disciples. And one thing I, I, I want to make sure people understand is uh, we don't even call it merch anymore. We call it gifts. Nice. Because we're... We don't like want it. this to just, this isn't just promotional item. We yeah. want this to start conversations. And I think you've done a great job because I, I'm sure everybody is going to ask, like, what is that? You yeah, know? Sometimes people will say like, oh yeah, what, they've heard of the chosen. What, right. what are these fish? And so it engages conversations. Right. Our Bible studies, our devotional books, all available, all designed to take you deeper into the yeah. stories of the gospels. Yeah. I love how evangelistic this is because you're saying pay it forward. You're bringing people to Jesus. The one thing that I think is important, I, I think a lot of times we watch something, but then we don't think, oh, I should share it with a friend or my friend has been interested in Jesus. Maybe I should share it. So I just always encourage people, share this with somebody. Hey, I, th I watched this show. I watched this episode. I thought of you. Jesus, you know, Holy Spirit brought that person to mind. So share it yeah. with that friend. Well, that's a great point. And here's what I think has been unique about this show is that I think most of us, including you, including me, when we find a show that we truly love, we start texting our friends about totally. it without even being told. Yeah. Uh, breaking Bad, uh, Friday Night Lights, you know, This Is Us, some of these great shows, they don't come on afterwards and say, now make sure you go tell your friends. You just do it naturally because you love it so much, you know? Right. So what we've found is people are doing this naturally. They're just, they become evangelists yeah. for the show. And they're saying, I just was, I was in the airport. I started telling people about this show. So that's one of the things that we think is really cool. Yeah. And so what we want to do is instead of trying to convince them to tell others, we're giving them the tools right. to tell others. Yeah, so we're giving great. them, here are the phrases that work. Here are the things, here are the most common um, resistances to the show. Yeah. Like sometimes people are saying, eh, it's going to be a Christian show. Not going to be very good. I'm not going to yeah. watch it. Here are some of the things you can say to overcome that. But uh, yeah, we are, the, the three words in the gospels that Philip the disciple said to Nathaniel when he wanted Nathaniel to come see Jesus, he said the words, come and see. Yeah. Those three words to me are on the Mount Rushmore of great phrases from the Bible. It's good. And so we're just telling people, just tell people to come and see. Right. Don't try to convince them. Just say, look, just come and see. You're going to love it like I do. And that's what's been happening. Yeah, it's good. Um, one of our goals here at Women of Faith is to march to a billion. We want to bring a billion people to Christ. That is that really your... Yeah. That stated goals of a billion people? Yes. Because that that's is, our stated We goal. actually, my husband, GJ, is walking around here. Um, he's usually wearing a hat with the logo M2B, March to a Billion. Wow. Um, I know that you have a similar goal. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, it's very similar. In fact, we say we want to <laughs> we reach a billion people with the yeah. authentic Jesus. In fact, yeah. uh, we have a t-shirt here at NRB uh, that just has the definition of a billion. And so yeah. that people are like looking at it. And then we say, that's what we oh, want to do. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So we, uh, it, for us, it's, it's. It's just a, it, it's just a figure. It's not, we, we don't really think much about numbers. No. Um, I've, I learned uh, several years ago that my job is not to feed the 5,000. It's only to provide the loaves and fish. Yep. So we don't get caught up in goals yep. and success or failure. We get caught in to making sure that whatever five loaves and two fish I provide are as good and healthy as they can be. But we'd like to reach a billion people. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> so we're hoping that, uh, so that's really cool. I didn't know that that was yeah, your, uh, you got to have big goals. You know, the other thing that you said recently, um, on a different interview that I heard you say is Isaiah 43, 19. I heard you just say, I am doing a new thing. Behold, and it's interesting. Um, tonight, actually we have a, a, a meeting and I get to do closing prayer. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about is God is doing a new thing right now. And I believe you guys are doing a new thing right now. That's definitely on our heart here at Women of Faith to do the same thing. Yeah. So tell me more about that, that scripture and how it applies to you guys. Well, in episode one of season one, uh, one of the key moments is from Isaiah 43. It's, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene, it's kind of her life verse yeah. that she eventually rips up and, and tries to discard from her old life. And Jesus calls it back and he says, I'm, you know, I've called you by name, you are mine. Well, one of the things that stood out to me from that chapter in Isaiah 43 is Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? And we thought, that really speaks to what we're trying to do at every stage. Totally. And so we started to embrace that phrase and started to put it everywhere because we were like, the way we were financed is a new thing. You know, we were crowdfunded, the number one crowdfunded project of all time. Uh, the way that you watch it is a new thing, that we're on our own app. The way that it's distributed around the world is a new thing. The way that it's financed is a new thing, that we got all these people who are paying it forward. Um, so let's embrace that. Let's start yeah. leaning into that and doing it more often. Let's yeah. embrace this, the newness of it. Exactly. And so that became uh, essentially our operating verse. It's good. It's good. Uh, I know your wife has a huge part in what you guys oh. are doing. Um, I've heard you honor her a lot. Tell us what what... Where is she included in all of this? My wife is a woman of faith. Yes, yeah. For sure. Well, my wife has been part of this story from the beginning. It was she uh, I, that I, who I was with when I realized my previous project to this was a, was going to be a big box office failure. And we're partners in all this. I mean, you know, she's a stay-at-home mom, but... I mean, we are in lockstep with yeah. this project. And does she help write some of the Bible so, studies? So, and, yeah. So yeah. once this project started to take off, one of the things that started happening was people were saying, we want more. We yeah. want to go deeper. Yeah. And my wife has a deep and profound faith and is extraordinarily insightful. So she became the primary author of our extra content. Yeah. So we've got devotional books that she and her writing partner, Kristen, have done. She's the primary author of those. The Bible Study, uh, which has become a big bestseller uh, because it's taking people deeper into these stories, giving them Old Testament background for all of these New Testament stories. So that uh, season one Bible study is out. She's just finished writing the season two Bible study. Um, and so she's kind of spearheading our extra uh, show content. And um, so she's become as much of a provi- content provider as yeah. I am on this project, in addition to being a wife and mom. And so yeah. uh, that's been, we're, we're, we're partners on this project yeah. uh, 100%. And what people are seeing is what God has been doing in our lives. God has taken us to the mat with the full weight of who he is yeah. uh, from, uh, and, and, and what we've ultimately realized is the God of the universe is Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. His son came to earth to be among us. Yeah. And he was dancing with his friends at a wedding and dwelt in our midst. And so we want to talk about that. We want to explain that. And that's what, one thing, we're not preachers, but we do feel like we're decent communicators of, of what that looks like. Yeah on a daily basis. And so what the viewer is seeing, they're seeing what we're experiencing yeah. firsthand. I'd love to have her on the show sometime. That would be fun. She'll need to be here. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Um, she said, I I do the impossible math or something to that yeah, effect. God, Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. God when, does. Yeah. When, when we first experienced this failure and we're sitting at home alone, crying and praying and confused, um, God, I get... <laughs> 
it's just remembering it. Every time I remember it, it brings me back to that moment where we yeah. were so broken. But God just laid it so clearly and explicitly on her heart, almost as clearly as if he said it out loud. I do impossible math. Good. Now we thought that meant, because he was also taking us to the story of the loaves and fishes, that we were in this failure, but God was going to magically turn around the box office numbers and multiply the box office numbers in this miraculous way, in this he impossible way. He doesn't think the way we think. Yeah. So <laughs> we, uh, we thought, okay, um, well, that didn't happen. So we don't know exactly what he meant by I do impossible math. In fact, I was sharing with pastors saying like, do you know what God might have meant by this? Really? And a few of them were like, oh, he, you know, we need to think outside of the heavenly realm instead of the earthly realm, yeah. all this stuff. And man was like, no, no, I don't know what it was. I don't know exactly what he meant, but it wasn't that. And so we just were patient. Yeah. And a year later, when we're sitting at the computer screen and we shattered the all-time crowdfunding record and hit $10 million, uh, my wife looked at me and she had tears streaming down yeah. her face. And she said, this... I do impossible yeah. math. Yeah. He was saying it again like a so lightning cool. bolt. She's saying, that's what I meant by that. And then again, when we decided to make the show completely free, We've made the show completely free, and then our income quadrupled yeah. that day. So good. And it never stopped. And she's like, impossible math. Impossible. And so that has been impossible. the operating principle for our show. I so admire Dallas for taking on the conversation of how Mary Magdalene struggled in reverting back to her old ways. I think for me, it was so personal because throughout my life, I've felt so much guilt and shame over some of the actions I've taken, even though I was a Christian, even though I wanted so badly to be following Jesus in the ways that he would find pleasing to him. And yet I continued to fail. And it was so confusing for me. Walking righteously with him was and is, of course, still my desire, and yet have found myself on a different path sometimes. What I've come to realize, though, is that we all have internal struggles because we're all sinners. Sometimes we think our path is going to be straight to perfect holiness and righteousness, and yet it just doesn't happen that way. Just like with when we see Mary Magdalene in the show. In reality, we get a little closer to Jesus. We learn a little more. Our heart changes. We're able to walk on a more narrow path, just a little bit more. And yet those old ways may creep their way back in. And when they do, we choose to look back to Jesus, spend time with him, ask for forgiveness. We have to offer ourselves grace day in and day out because we're sinners. And that won't change while we're here on this earth. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable TV. Okay, share with me the funniest thing that's ever happened on set. Like, give me something funny because there's got to be Ooh. some crazy stuff that happens on set. I've seen the behind the scenes stuff, but. Yeah, well, I think there's lots of things that just happen every day that are funny, but I think sure. the thing that's the most ridiculous um, <laughs> is, and, and, and you've probably seen this video, it's the story of the, we call it the miracle of the miracle of the fish. So four days before we filmed episode four of season one, which is, Jesus has Simon put the net out in the water and all these yeah. fish come into the yeah. boat, you know, hundreds and hundreds. 
Well, the four days before we were set to film it, we didn't have a fish, we didn't have a boat, and we didn't have a lake. <laughs> the lake was completely flooded well, up onto the shore. The boat was still being made, and all of our options for fish completely fell through. Yeah. And so when we finally get there on the day, the, the, the water had come down to its correct level for us to film there. The boat was literally coming around the lagoon with the paint still drying on it. And our visual effects supervisor said, listen, we're going to create this, what we ended up calling a green burrito. This is a green tarp that has a bunch of water balloons inside of it so that it's weighed down. And we're going to end up replacing that green tarp and these green water balloons with fish. So we're going to put these fish in, we're going to put this green tarp in the water and the net that you have is going to go underneath this green tarp. And if those actors can get that green burrito into the boat, we'll be able to replace it with fish. And so I'm wow. having these serious conversations with the actors. I'm like, all right, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to push the green burrito into the, and they, the, the actors still talk to this day. They're like, Dallas was talking like a normal human being using the term green burrito yeah. Yeah. to describe it. And so we filmed the first take. They're literally grabbing the, the, uh, the tarp, trying to get it into the boat. It's a complete disaster. The water <laughs> balloons are popping and, and floating. And so the take ends were like, listen, you can't grab the green burrito. They yeah. can't replace that with fish. So you need to just push it in. So the second take, they are straining and shoving this green burrito into yeah. the boat. And they finally get it in and they're cheering like, yeah, we got it. Because it was so hard. And that was all what we used in the take because it was so authentic. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we got the green burrito into the boat. Well, that ended up becoming one of the signature scenes of the entire show. Totally. They replaced that with the fish and it was one of the most beautiful scenes we had. Yeah. It was all oh my the gosh. ridiculousness of this green burrito being pushed into the... Uh, Again, the I'm looking at this and I'm like, yep, I remember that totally. And it looked like they really were struggling. Oh, because they were. Yes. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was so good. It was a joke. But again, it's, it's God's impossible math. We had no fish. Yeah. And that fish turned into a miraculous catch of hundreds. All right. I have two more questions for you. Absolutely. Okay. I want you to, t uh, it's really time for our truth bomb, Dallas Jenkins truth bomb. So it doesn't have to be anything was chosen. I just want to hear from you. 30 seconds, uh -oh. a takeaway that they will remember Dallas Jenkins said. From this interview or just from my life? Anything. Well, I would, It is just wide open for you. Well, I, I would say that if on my gravestone will be, it wasn't his job to feed the 5,000. It yeah. was only to provide the loaves and fish. Um, that truth I've shared hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, and may it never get old. Um, when you get to that point in yeah. your life where you realize that once you provide the loaves and fish to God and he deems yeah. them worthy of acceptance, the transaction's over. Yeah. What he chooses to do with them is up to him and not up to you. And when you can embrace that, it becomes a superpower. So yeah. I hope that uh, when I die, uh, people will say, uh, will remember that phrase. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the motto of my life. It takes a lot of weight off of our shoulders when we think of it that way, doesn't yeah. it? I remember um, when, we, when we took over Women of Faith, I felt very overwhelmed and I felt very like, how am I going to do all the things that I think I can do with this? You know, I, yeah. I am a big vision person. I want to yeah. do a lot of things. Um, and with the chosen, you can do some really big things. And I remember a very wise man. He goes, Jesus didn't run from town to town, did he? He mm. walked. Mm. He built relationships. He took the time that he needed to. And he did what he could each and every day the way it needed to be done. And God took care of the rest. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. 
Yeah, think of all the people Jesus didn't heal. Think of all the millions of people who lived on the earth at that time. But he did what he, he was, was supposed to do. He was focused on one do. person at a time. Yeah. Yes. He was, so uh, good. Yeah. Do, do it. You do the task that God has for you. And uh, as Phil Vischer, the creator of VeggieTales, said, where you're at in five years is none of your business. Yeah. And if you can focus on the show and on Liftable and all of that, if you can just yeah. say, well, we're going to take this one day at a time and just do exactly what is in front of us, and the success or failure of it will is not up to you. Right. Wow. So much easier to live that way, isn't it? Absolutely. Okay, last question. If you could give Dallas Jenkins advice from about 10 years ago. Oh, gosh. 10 years ago. And I know, you know, you had the the box office failure. Right. Um, I did watch that film, by the way. I thought it was great. I thought it was very entertaining. People who watched um, Resurrection of Kevin Stone liked it. There just weren't enough people to watch it. So, But it was good. good. It was Thank very you. good. Thank you. Um, what would be the advice? Well... The whole loaves and fish comment is sure. the most common thing. But I think there's another thing that I've been sharing lately, too. Um, I used to spend time in front of the mirror, like rehearsing awards acceptance speeches. I really cared about what the industry thought of me. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be affirmed. Uh, I wanted to be ready. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to, you yeah. know, even though I wanted to do Kingdom Impact, I wanted yeah. my shows to, to exalt Christ. But I really wanted to be impactful. And uh, I... I, I said this at a recent award show. I said, if I could go back to that, that guy, I would say, quit wasting time. Yeah. None of that matters. Yeah. Someday all you're going to care about is telling Jesus stories. Yeah. And so I wish that 10 years ago I would have gotten on that track a little yeah. earlier. Yeah. But it's good. I had to learn that the hard way. And sometimes the hard way is the best way to learn because it sticks. Yeah. You never want to go back there. Yeah. It's great. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having so me. So enjoyed it. You'll have to come back. I'd love to have your wife on sometime. Yeah, my wife on for sure. She can be yeah. here tomorrow. Maybe she can hop on. Hey, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Thanks so much. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com. Hi, I'm Alita Reynolds, president of Women of Faith. First of all, I simply want to share that I believe God wants all of us to be walking victoriously with Him. I believe this because He's given us the living word, the Bible, as our guide to know what to do when we struggle in our lives. All of our resources here at Women of Faith are practical help based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. If you or someone you care about is battling one or more of these 100 topics we have available, we have what you need to not only offer hope, but the steps you need to move forward and for breaking free from what holds you captive. I want to give you a quick list of our resources, and you may want to utilize more than one of these to get the transformation you're really looking for in your life. First of all, we have our Women of Faith classes. Do you like to learn by watching videos instead of reading? then our growing collection of classes are for you. We have a comprehensive video library that coaches and equips you to walk in victory in every area of your life. As a certified life coach with some of my most trusted friends and experts, we share our own personal journeys of our own struggles of the topic at hand and know how we've been able to overcome them, plus we'll help you find the tools needed for yourself. Then we have our Women of Faith show with Alita Reynolds. This show is for you if you're inspired by hearing other people's stories of overcoming their struggles to live in victory. 
these inspiring conversations will encourage you to live the life you're created for. You'll hear stories from guests who are impacting the world in big and small ways every day. We also have our Women of Faith Keys for Living, books and eBooks. Now these keys are great for personal study or even small group studies. The Keys for Living books provide steps to solutions so that you'll discover God's wisdom and guidance in a simple format to walk in freedom and live in victory. Now, are you ready to start reading right now? <laughs> Go ahead and download a Key for Living ebook for a complete and comprehensive guide on your chosen topic. Or would you rather read, highlight, and write in your book? Then order a print book to be delivered right to your home. Another resource available is our downloadable quick study guides. They contain excerpts from our correlating Keys for Living book to offer an immediate overview and concise answers. If you simply need somewhere to start, then start with our Key to Hope. We want to help you right away with a free gift from us. I'm praying for you to find what you need based on biblical truths. We care about your transformation. Whatever you're facing, your life matters, and God wants you to live in victory. Today's a great day to begin.